I'm Dr. Mandy Weeks, and you're listening to the Behind the Brace podcast. Each week, I'll be sharing conversations and resources to help families and providers navigate the world of scoliosis. This is your place to find hope for a better solution so that you can live your best life. Hey, everyone. Thanks for coming back and listening this week. Today, we're just going to talk about some quick truths about scoliosis. And so there's just a few things that I want to share with you. So first of all, scoliosis develops most of the time between the ages of 10 and 14. It's most common in girls, although it does occur in boys. And so that's why it's so important that our kids be checked and that they see somebody that knows how to check for scoliosis. Because the earlier you find it, the more options that you have. And typically, the earlier you start working with a spine that's curved, the better results that you get. And hopefully the less interventions that you have to have down the road. Um, so that's when it starts to show up. That's when we start need to start being aware of that and, and working with that. And like we shared in last week, um, we shared about all of the places that you can go to get those checks done and what those need to look like. Secondly, there's no known cause for scoliosis. And so when I'm talking about this type of scoliosis, I'm talking about the idiopathic scoliosis, which means that we don't really know why it happens. They can put some things together, like most commonly it's in girls. They think it has something to do with the hormonal changes. That's why it happens usually around puberty. And the most progressive time is from the onset of puberty through those first you know, 12 to 24 months. But they can't ever pinpoint exactly why it happens. There's been some research into some genetic testing, but really you know, the the genetic tests that come back, if they come back indicating it, they're really severe cases. And so there's not really a genetic link that they can find either. They just know that if it happens in families, like for example, say great grandma had it, grandma has it, mom has it, aunts have it, there's a higher chance that your children will have it. And so they don't know exactly why that is either. And so there's a lot of theories and things out there as to why this might happen. But really, I'm telling you this because I know as a mom, initially, we kind of feel responsible, unfortunately, for almost everything that happens to our children, right? And so when we get this diagnosis, it's like, oh my gosh, well, was it because they fell out of the tree or they slipped off the monkey bars and landed on their head? Or you know that one time that they crashed their bike down the hill, right? Did any of those things create this issue? And so for our true idiopathic scoliosis kids, there's really no rhyme or reason. And there's no magical crystal ball that's going to tell us which ones are going to get really bad and which ones aren't. We just can put together the information that shows us what typically happens if a curve progresses in a certain way. And that's how we make the best clinical decisions based off of all the information that we have gathered over the years. Um, But unfortunately, it doesn't give us as parents or even as patients closure on why in the world did this happen to me? So because there's really no answer of that, I really just want to encourage you to try to move through some of those emotions and the, the shame, the guilt, all the things, the responsibility that comes with that you know, try to just let that roll off your back because there's really no answer to it. And if we just keep looking for it, then it's hard to move forward. So the other thing to know is, is that most of the time, 
scoliosis patients have a mild case. So sometimes a scoliosis may need surgery. Sometimes they need bracing, but most often, most of the cases are pretty mild and they usually don't progress to this really severe uh, problem in their life. And so even though it's hard to know which one of those cases might do that, there are certain indicators or markers that show us as providers which way that curve might go. And so that's another reason why it's so important that we find it early, because if we notice it at the age of 10 or 11, and we can take an x-ray and get your baseline, we then follow it and we'll be able to tell what's happening to that. However, if at 14 we find it and it's more advanced, we don't really know what's happened prior to that. So it's harder for us to make clinical recommendations because we don't have that past information. So again, early detection, absolutely key. So we talked about this, and I know I've said it probably a million times in all these episodes, is that less than half of the states in the U.S. require any sort of scoliosis screening in schools. It used to be a staple. It used to happen all of the time. It does not happen anymore. So we really need to take that responsibility as parents to just check in with the providers our kids are seeing. So whether it's the pediatrician, whether it's the person doing the sports physical or You know, maybe your child doesn't see a a pediatrician every, you know, three months, six months, whatever that might be. So then does your child see a chiropractor? Are they doing the checks? And making sure that you feel comfortable and that they're knowledgeable and that they're able to tell if something is going on. It's really something that even as providers, we just need to do a better job of and not assume that somebody else is doing it um, so that we see less of these cases fall, you know, through the cracks and then end up in a, a worse situation. Um, So all of those things combined together are meant to help you move through this diagnosis and this process a little bit easier. And just to give you some more information, I know for me, there's a lot of things going through my head and responsibilities with, you know, all of the kids at home and work and those things. And so sometimes I forget those things. And so this is just a quick reminder of all the things that need to happen and the information I've shared so that you can take this and use this. And if you have questions, you can always feel free to reach out to our office. Um, we're more than happy to do even over-the-phone consults or in-person consults. So if you're struggling to know where to go or who to see, you can reach out to us. Find information on our website. It's at BehindTheBrace.com. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for spending time with me today. If you could leave a review before you go, that would help us reach more people that need this message. To learn more about the services and resources that we have available, visit us at BehindTheBrace.com. This show is produced by Rayma Team Media. To learn more about how they can help you with your podcast, visit RaymaTeam.com.